Hey, Snohomish County. So we are back on the podcast today with a little kind of different topic today that I think you guys will like. I know I like it. I'm excited to talk about it. So we are here today with Lindsay Arrington. Lindsay, thank you for being here. Happy to be here. And so you are here today representing Hope Soldiers. Right. And we're going to get into that. Um, but uh, just go ahead and take a, a minute or two and introduce yourself and tell me what you got going on. Cool. So um, like... Your sheriff said, I'm Lindsay Arrington, and I run an organization called Hope Soldiers. Um, I have uh, been doing this since 2013, and essentially what Hope Soldiers is, it's an organization that helps people who are struggling with addiction and mental health issues, and our mission is to serve hope worldwide and to help individuals and families find a path to freedom from addiction and mental health issues. Very challenging times for that right now. So oh, yeah. We appreciate the fact that you're out there. But So now that they know a little bit about what you do and the services you're trying to provide, let's talk about how we met because I think it's kind of interesting. So you've been doing this since before I came into office. Mm -hmm. So you had a you worked with the former sheriff yes. and had somewhat of a relationship there uh, professionally as far as what you're doing out on the street. Is that right. correct? That's correct. So I come into office and there was uh, a lot of... Um, uh, people didn't quite know what to expect. I'll just leave sure. it at that. Yep. Um, and so I think it's fair to say you might've been one of them where, cause you didn't know me. Right. And, uh, but I did appreciate that you reached out early on in my administration, 2020 mm -hmm. and said, Hey, can I just come in and talk to you? Yep. And we did that. And so that went fine. That was all good. Yep. But then in 2020, soon after the pandemic hit and it just, it was kind of chaos right. for everybody. We kind of lost track. Sure. Um, but then you reached out, gosh, I want to say 18 months went by. So, I mean, it was a while, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you reached out and I think we set up a phone call. Um, I still remember that phone call. I just told you that prior to just starting this because it's kind of a big deal for me on a personal level because of some of the things that you had to say. Mm -hmm. um, and again, we kind of go into the, the perception that people had of me coming in. And then kind of when you sit down and talk, it might be a little bit different, but I don't. I don't want to frame that for you. I want you to tell the community and, and rehash with me a little bit. Um, what have you learned in a couple of half, uh, two and a half years? Um, absolutely. I'm happy to touch on this. So in this kind of a field, when you're working with people who are struggling with addiction and mental health issues, a lot of times there's not bipartisan support. And so this tends to be an issue that falls into kind of a left-leaning political category where those are really the types of populations that care about helping people that are struggling with addiction. And then when you think of somebody who brings in a heavy law and order component, you know, you have to wonder, okay, is it going to just be, we want to incarcerate these people and punish them for being sick? Mm -hmm. Or is it going to be, do you want to actually rehabilitate these people? Um, because they are human beings and they, you know, didn't wake up one day and decide that they wanted to be right. addicted or struggling with mental health. And, you know, so for me, um, the idea of somebody coming in and potentially kind of derailing what I uh, felt that there was progress made in providing support and services to the population that I serve, um, I think it was it wor worried me and Absolutely. it was a concern, right? And so for me, um, you know, I, I tend to try to latch on and protect to what's going on and 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 make sure that that can continue. And, you know, in the change of things and being able to see what you have done, I see that, yeah, there is a law and order component, but there's a balance. And I see that you bring also a level of compassion to it. And I see that you bring 
um, something to, to the table that hasn't been done before, which is prevention. Um, and prevention is not something that is actively being done um, in any of uh, county, state, city um, resources. It's really like damage control because this has been an ongoing epidemic for so long. Um, so like the Lead the Way program is a perfect example of the one of the prevention measures that you have taken. And I've been so impressed by this. And so, yeah, that phone call that we had essentially was me saying, you know, I, I should have had my own experience with you rather than relying on other people's experiences with you um, before I made my judgment call um, because I really appreciate what you've done for the community. And I think that it's the change that was needed because there's things that have been pushed forward more so than um, they were before. So I appreciate that. Very kind words from you. I really do. Um... And you just mentioned something about um, not pre not judging people, yeah. meeting people on your own, yep. and then getting to know them a little bit. Right. And then I guess you're free to make a judgment from there, right? <laughs> we all do. Right. Um, and that's so important. And I've, that's something um, I've, I've known, but I've really learned since being in office, is that you got to sit down and talk to people. Yeah. I mean, there has been so much coming into this position that I thought I was going to be doing in 2020. And then it went a completely different direction. I mean, we're talking, um, you know, the racial division in the country that yep. we've seen the last couple of years that, that does reflect on public safety yep. because that's kind of where it all started at. Right. And what I have learned from those conversations, I'm getting off on a tangent here a little bit. This is, this is good though, yeah. is that, man, I have found that when we as human beings are willing to get into a room and sit down and, and talk with yeah. each other, Typically, not always, but typically I'm finding we have so much more in common yep. than we do that might divide us. But that divide is just, it's so front and center yeah. right now and everything that's going on in the world. Absolutely. And I think honestly, like, I don't think it's a tangent at all. I think it's completely relevant because when you're thinking about people, especially people that struggle with addiction mm -hmm. and mental health issues, like what we're seeing on the streets of Everett, like it, it's something that's, it's hard to stomach. And, you know, there's people who want something to be done about it in a positive way, but um, they don't really want to do anything themselves. And then there's people who are, you know, not in my backyard, same type of mentality. And when you really look behind the struggle, there's still a human being there and they still have um, a family and people that care about them and um, they're they're needed here. They, they matter. And so I think that it's really important for, um, leadership, especially in your role to recognize that, um, getting to know a person beyond their struggle or beyond their differences is critical. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So with what you just said, I want to know, because there's probably people out in the community watching this podcast right now. And they're thinking Adam wants to lock everybody up and Lindsay wants to go out and help everybody and save the world. Okay. <laughs> and I think as typically what this is probably somewhere in the middle. I, I, I think there's a place for both. I am okay with locking people up. If they've committed a crime, I'm okay with that. I think most of our community is probably okay with that. That doesn't mean I'm trying to solve all of societal's problem by right. putting people in, in the county jail across the street right, here. Right. And uh, if there is anything on the front end we can do as far as what would be called compassion or uh, offer services on the front end, I'm, who, would, who would be against that? I don't know anybody who's against that. Right. Um, what do you think is, is the right, is there a right formula out there? I don't know that anybody has that answer, but I'm going to ask you. Yeah, um, I, I think that there are more than one solution, mm -hmm. right? Like there's 
it depends on the area for one thing. It depends on how bad a particular area is and evaluating it on a case-by-case basis. So looking at the needs. So if yeah. you're looking at the needs of people who are incarcerated, you know, it's a lot easier to bring them support and services because they're there. When we're looking at people who are living on the street, it's a lot more difficult, especially now that, you know, Office of Neighborhoods is currently being um, on hold, the program. Um, It's a lot more difficult to reach people on the streets. And so it really depends. But I think that the formula is rehabilitation and what that looks like. Um, is different for everybody, but I think that trauma-informed care is first and foremost. I think that trauma is the gateway to addiction and mental health issues. Um, I don't believe that people just start using and then they Mm -hmm. become addicted. I know people say that, um, but honestly, there's parts of your brain that react and their reward receptors only respond if you have been through some trauma and trauma looks like different for everybody. It's just something that overwhelms the brain. So healing from trauma and then um, having a, a sense of identity. So a place of belonging within the community getting the support that you need, um, and then purpose. I think purpose is uh, one of the biggest components of all. So having opportunities to serve, get involved, give back. Um, and and I really think that that formula is one of the reasons why we have been able to help so many people because um, we try to help people heal from the inside out. Like drugs are not what the issue is. It's the root issue, which is, in my opinion, spiritual brokenness. Mm. And spiritual brokenness can only occur when somebody, somebody's life has been disrupted or harmed in one way or another, and that's trauma. And so, yeah, I do think that there is a formula that works, but how to implement that looks different, and there's different solutions for that. So I didn't plan on asking this, but you mentioned purpose. Yeah. And I really keyed into that word because I like it, and I think it fits with your name, Hope, Hope Soldiers. I think purpose is very similar to giving people hope. Yeah, absolutely. And when you have purpose or when you have hope, um, in the right settings, I think you can accomplish a lot. Yeah. What can give us maybe an example or two of something where you've seen, where you've been able to help someone in our community, um, maybe in the addiction world or something like that. And through purpose or hope and a lot of other things, Mm -hmm. it's a complicated issue, but I think purpose and hope are key. Absolutely. Can you give an example of that? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, one thing that I can say is, um, Purpose is huge for Hope Soldiers because the HOPE in yeah. Hope Soldiers actually stands for Handing Out Purpose Everywhere. I did not know that. So That's there good. you go. So okay. it is an acronym. Um, and uh, so I can give you an example of a gal that I have been working with for almost three years. Um, we started working together. Uh, somebody that I worked with and my former employer uh, let me know that you know her stepdaughter was struggling. Mm-hmm. And so I reached out and you know my friend was skeptical that this person would be receptive to help. Um, But we worked together and we talked for about a year and she was finally starting to become willing to um, go into treatment. Um, Then we learned that she became pregnant and it took some time for her to leave the lifestyle and um, the partner that she was with at the time to be able to enter treatment. But once we got her in, um, one of the cool things about Hope Soldiers is we don't often have to rely on third-party agencies to facilitate treatment. We do that directly. So as long as we can get an assessment, we can facilitate getting somebody into treatment directly. So that's what we did for this gal. Um, She completed her treatment program. Um, She was able to enter into a long-term pregnant and parenting women's program. 
and the transformation that I have seen in her because of the purpose that she feels as a mother with her daughter is incredible. I mean, hmm. as a mom myself, yeah. and also as somebody who used to struggle with addiction, um, and somebody that now works on the front lines trying to help people, that is what gives me hope, um, especially because you know one of the drugs of choice is fentanyl. And yeah. this is a time where I have seen far less willingness to come off of something than ever before. In the last 10 years that I've been doing this, fentanyl has a hold on people like I've never seen. And so this, the, her baby, her daughter, uh, was was what she needed to feel a sense of purpose. And that is ultimately, I feel, what helped her overcome. And then my part, continuing to give her hope throughout the process, through all of the obstacles and challenges that she faced, we found a solution for everything that, that she thought was an excuse and we got through it together and uh she's one of my favorite miracles hmm. that's an awesome story um you mentioned fentanyl and we've talked about that a yeah. little bit here before um would you say just in your experience even more so than heroin as far as grabbing onto somebody and the willingness to oh absolutely really? yeah so so there's a couple of things about fentanyl that uh are substantially different than than heroin one of the things is um you start withdrawing a lot quicker than if you were coming off of heroin. Um, the other thing is, is the high actually doesn't last as long either. Um, and right now you can't find heroin on these streets. Yeah. You cannot find, I mean, I don't know what it looks like for what you're able to recover, but as far as I can tell from social media, it looks like it's all blues. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I know one person out of everybody that I work with um, that uh, is, only using heroin and I, I have no idea how that's possible because everybody else has turned to fentanyl aka blues um, and just the hold and the amount that it takes to stay well yeah. and not sick and the detox from it um, taking a lot longer than withdrawals from heroin I've never seen anything like this okay yeah well wow. I'm, I'm gonna back up just a little bit and talk about because um, we talked about jail versus uh, people willing to come in. Right. So in your world, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm assuming more people find you or you find them that are will raise their hand and are willing. That's a great situation. Somebody wants to change their life. That's good. What, what I have found is people tell our deputies more often than not, no, we don't want help right. today. Yep. Um, we hope they say yes, but typically they don't. Right. Um, I think this is just Adam talking. Yep. Uh, you don't have to agree with me. Sure. Um, that sometimes in, when a crime is committed, so yep. there's been a crime yep. and we have a decision to make because yep. we have we give our deputies discretion yep. in this area. Um, do we take somebody to jail or not? Right. We're not trying to, um, again, fix all of societal's problem yep. when it comes to this issue by right. putting them in jail. And I don't, I don't, I wouldn't even say that it, I don't, not necessarily a good thing. I don't, it's probably not. Most people would look at jail as not a good thing. But then I've learned a lot about what we do in corrections in the last two and a half years. And it's not for cement walls and we forget about you. Right. It's, uh, I think, I, I'm not saying it's a perfect world. I'm saying, I think we're doing, we're very, I'll use this word cautiously, we're very progressive in our correctional facility across the street to whereas we can start treatment there, we have mental health treatment, we have 24 seven medical. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of people know that. But I guess my, my roundabout question to you is, is there a place for that in all of this? What do you think of that? Yeah. Is, is the, what I would call the, the accountability piece, is there a place for that in, in someone's journey to get help? Yeah. 
Um, I, I absolutely believe that incarceration can be a tool to help somebody get into a path of recovery, 100%. I have so many clients that got the most clarity when they had no choice yeah. um, as opposed to having a choice. And you know, you, ha you have a lot of people who um, argue about what choices there are in addiction. It's, nobody chooses to become right. addicted. Nobody chooses to be like that, but you can still make a choice to stop using. So it's subjective, right? And it depends on the person. Um, but I have absolutely used incarceration as a tool to help rehabilitate people that I've worked with. Um, I've worked with um, several of your people to yeah. help pick up people that are on warrants so that I can help get them in a safe place and be able to help them get some clarity for a couple of days and then offer them a way out. And I've never had somebody tell me no, never. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so let's talk about Hope, Hope Soldiers a little bit mm -hmm. and, and exactly kind of what you do. So if you had a whole day of free time and you're going to devote it to your nonprofit, Hope, mm -hmm. Hope Soldiers, just kind of what does a day look like for you? Sure. What kind of stuff do you do? Yeah, so uh, there's, there's a lot of components to it. I think the biggest thing is uh, the families who reach out to us who want us to help their loved ones. And so I think that that is the majority of the requests that we get for help. Of course, we get people asking for help directly, but it's, it's majority families. So I spend a lot of time trying to find, first of all, people who have gone off the grid who are impossible to yeah. locate and, you know, being the uh, savvy investigator <laughs> internally that I am, I'm, I've been able to find people that aren't online and try to figure out, you know, who knows them, who talks to them, where do they stay, go find them and then offer them a way out. So one of the things that I would love to do more of now is more street outreach. Um, that's something that um, we have um, relied on our partners to do. So the Hand Up Project is one of the biggest um, organizations that we partner with and they do a lot of the street outreach. Um, but my typical day looks like um, working with families to try to figure out uh, what's going on with their loved one, how can I get in contact with them, getting in contact with them, offering them a way out, and then starting that process, whether it's you know getting them into detox immediately because yeah. they're in dire straits or they need an assessment first. Um, and then it's facilitating getting them in and helping them stay on that path once they're out. So we don't just put people in treatment and say, all right, good luck. Let us yeah. know if you need anything. We actually uh, work with counselors in treatment centers to make sure that we're getting regular updates throughout their time in treatment so that they know that we're there with them the whole time and we help them get housing set up when they're out. So there's a lot of things that we do and it takes more than a day, of course. Um, but I would love to start doing more street outreach um, and okay. that, that takes a lot of manpower. On that same note, because you already mentioned our office and neighborhoods, yep. I did have to put them back in patrol. Right. I am sorry, everybody. We're working on it. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things I felt that had to be done. Yeah. Um, I, I do stand by it. I really want to get them back out there. Right. I make no promises on dates or anything like that. Right. Um, but uh, it's that's our full-time outreach team of course. with social workers. But yeah. what we talked about a little bit before this is that's why I love these podcasts because we can get a little bit deeper than yeah. the sound bites that were in the media that, that covered all of those moves, which I, I get. I understand it. Uh, but that is is that although I did have to make some, some tough moves, tough decision, and I do want them back, um, 
the services in Snohomish County, in my opinion, are not going away. They, right. they are still available to people right. who want the help, Absolutely. whether it's a private organization or something within county government. Absolutely. Is that, I mean, I'm pretty confident in saying that, but do you yeah. agree with that statement? I do. And, you know, um, I think the majority of people will say there's not enough resources. I would argue that to only say that there are not enough resources to handle the influx of people during the seasons that people do want help. Hmm. Um, the seasons that people want help the most are the spring and the fall because spring, they want to get in and get out so they can enjoy their summer and be in recovery and also avoid harsh weather. Uh, same thing with the fall. They want to get in and get out and be um, better before it starts getting cold outside and they're still sleeping on the streets. And so those are the influxes. And so I do believe there is enough resources, um, but it's just not staffed adequately during those influxes. And I don't think people yeah. have picked up on those patterns yet. Everybody has staffing of issues course. going on right Everybody. now. I'm going to put you on the spot just a little bit. Yeah. In, in your world, just completely your opinion. Yep. Um, let's rate Snohomish County. And I'm going to throw everybody together. Okay. So public sector, okay. private sector, nonprofits. Where does our county rate as far as uh, services in, in this area? Yeah. Um, I agree with you. There is always room for improvement. Right. Um, so on a scale of 1 to 10, okay. in, your, in your life experience, yeah. where do we rate? Um, I think that since you introduced the prevention component with the Lead the Way program, I'd say probably seven or an eight. Okay. Yeah. That's higher than I thought you were going to say, actually. Yeah. But okay. yeah I, and, I, and I'm being fair with that assessment because I'm thinking about other counties and how they just have a bunch of money and they throw it at the wall and see what sticks. And I think that that is a complete in, completely inappropriate uh, waste of funds, of taxpayer dollars. I think that the taxpayer dollars going into the sheriff's office and all of the county departments are being used um, appropriately. Okay, I might have to take that sound bite from you. Do it. That's, no, I'm just kidding. Okay, um, for, let's kind of wrap up here a little bit. Um, what's the future look like for, for you, for Hope Soldiers and, and things like that? So I think that one of the things that people really are looking forward to Hope Soldiers doing again is our uh, community events. Okay. So we've done community events in the past, and uh, we have audiences over a thousand people. Um, I'd love to bring in, you know, some friends that I've made over the past couple of years. You know, potentially Macklemore as uh, somebody who's been what? in recovery. Yeah, for real. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you knew this, but I was in an MTV documentary called Prescription for Change: Ending America's know. Opioid Crisis. Yeah, and so former President Obama and Macklemore were in there. And uh, that's how we met. And um, he and I relayed on a lot of things. And uh, it'd be cool to bring him into Snohomish County and uh, give some people some hope. I think that our events really give people a lot of hope um, for their, you know, to be a better future for um, our next generation and, you know, who we currently have. Um, and, and there is hope. I, I think that it's really, really important for people to know that, um, regardless of how grim things look like in the mm. world in all aspects, um, there's still a lot of good and there's still a lot of good people 
And so therefore there is hope. Man, I, I was going to wrap up, but now I'm not because okay. you touched, you got something that I'm passionate about. There is always hope for people. Absolutely. No, it is very difficult to realize that though, if yeah. you are struggling with something yeah. and we could be talking about addiction, right. we could be talking to someone who's completely squared away that just might be going through some right. stuff. Right. right? Yep. And that is so hard. And what we try to relay to the youth program you've mentioned a couple of times is we bring a lot of people in recovered addicts, yep. people have been to prison yep. and we kind of set them up as examples so yep. they can see they can talk to yep. and they can get to know is you don't need to go down this road right. you don't need to do that and i think there's value for kids to see that absolutely but we also do the complete opposite yep. we bring in people who have done well, we'll just say everything right in life mm-hmm. they're on a good path we'll just leave it at that right hasn't been arrested hasn't done dope all that kind yep. of stuff but they still go through some tragic events in right. their life yeah. to where it shifts their their whole life was moving in one direction they've done nothing wrong right right and through that tragic event, they have to shift everything in yeah. their entire life in like a moment's notice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's always hope in that. Yes. That's what we're trying to instill in some of these kids that yeah. we do and anyone out there from youth or adult or anybody. Because I think if we're being real, everybody struggles with hope from time to time. And Absolutely. some people are better at keeping it in perspective than others, but there's always there's always hope. Yeah, there is. And I think that now more than ever, that message needs to be clear Um, so that anybody struggling with any kind of situation, it doesn't even have to be addiction or mental health, although I think we all struggle with mental health a little bit. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah, but I I think that at the end of the day, um, hope is what we have to hold on to to get through these tough times. It's how we can unite, even despite our differences and uh, the division that's happening yep. in our country right now, hope can bring us all together. The, we're not getting it. We're not getting it from the media. We're not getting it from politics, no. I would say. No. Um, and I, I agree with you. I, we need more more hope out there. We I do. don't know how else to say it, we but do. it's so true. And it's it's cool that we're able to do things like this and hopefully get that message out a little bit. Absolutely. You know, just kind of an anecdotal little story. Um, I've always like paid attention to the news, watched. I've never yep. been like addicted to it or anything like that. And we recently moved, right? Right. We don't have cable where we moved. Good and I can't you. remember a time that I've never had cable in in, in my life, mm-hmm. right? And for the last two to three weeks since we've moved, it has been so refreshing. Yeah. Because I used to watch all the cable news shows and all that. And you kind of, when you watch that stuff, you tend to internalize and take on oh, all that drama. And I can't do anything about it. 100%. It's like nationwide world issues, right? Yep. But anyway, kind of anecdotal little story. But oh. it's been so refreshing the last few weeks. Good for you for doing that. I think that social media and uh, local media, national media, international media has all contributed to people's negative mental health issues. Totally agree. There, really there is no do. doubt about it, especially the social media part of the yeah. whole thing. Unplug I'm on it. Yeah. I, I use it. Yeah. I do. It's yeah. great for getting the word out and for right. community engagement, but there is a lot more downside than there is upside, especially for youth. I'll go back to the youth. Yep. I've raised my kids. I've seen them on the phones. When I grew up, I didn't have phones. I didn't have to worry about it. And now I can look back and see that difference now that I've raised kids. Yep. It's drastic. Yep. It is real. It's huge. It does play to their mental health. It does. Um, so anyway, we're not going to solve that issue today though. No. And then you want to end time. on or anything like, yeah, next time. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Uh, no, I, I think, uh, this has been a really awesome experience. Thank you so much for inviting me. And, um, as, as you mentioned, there is always hope. And if anybody is in need of resources or support and services, 
Hope Soldiers is there for you. Um, we do not charge for any of our services. Everything we do is for free. All of our volunteers are unpaid. Um, hopesoldiers.org is our website. You can fill out a contact form or you can email us at hopesoldiers at gmail.com and we'd be happy to work with you. We work with anybody of any circumstance, any background. There's nobody that we turn down. So feel free to reach out to us and we'll be happy to get you the support and services that you need. Awesome. That was very good, very clear. I just want to thank you. Thank you for coming Absolutely. in today. Yeah, thank thank you, you for the work you're doing in, in the you. community. And really, on a personal level, just thank you for, for giving me a shot. Absolutely. I, I really do appreciate thank it you. that you took the time and just to get to it's know just off. a little bit. I hope so. I <laughs> yeah, hope so. I think it There's good stuff going on. There really is. Yeah. And that goes back to hope. There's yeah. always hope. So That's we'll right. end on that. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. I hope you like that one. Thank you.